Say I went out with the bank Oh, when they ask about me Say I went out with the bank Like a cute dog or a cue ball Bumping up against the eight ball in a pool hall As it heads to the corner pocket finalizing game Barely had any idle time, I vitalized the name That my ancestors left me Kept these demons off my scrotum and my testes Bet these hating hoes be salty like the Dead Sea If we never let them ride, I wave like a jet ski Ooh, look, if they ever ponder or wonder how I went out Tell them I was with my baby mama and her thighs was out Crying out, smiling like she stepped into my side house Screaming low-key wheezing like my nail just blew her tires out Ooh, then after she got done with all that huffing and that puffing from that stuff and she look up and start discussing with the angels and the holy ghost how toby did the most before he hit the blow and come welcome ladies and gentlemen to episode 68 of the splash cast the atl edition i'm your co-host reggie i'm your co-host norwood and if you listen to the pregame <laughs> god leak <it>. god <laughs> damn it damn it damn it Good luck and Godspeed. I blame Reggie. Just, just know this is that. All your fault. Just know that Black Jesus did not make an appearance into the pregame. It was no, more like, no, <laughs> uh, nope. uh, Firefest did, and if you saw the documentary, that, the Atlanta all. Braves are playing. <laughs> Baseball, and we are chasing the Mets. Let's redirect Reggie. Uh, <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome the to episode. The welcome to episode sixty-eight of the Splashcast, the ATL edition. Y'all know how it is. I'm your co-host Reggie. Who are you, brother? I am once again your co-host Norwood. This is episode sixty-eight. Always remember, like, subscribe, follow, and then tell a friend. Tell all the friends, man. If you have a chance, go and listen. It is Saturday morning live. We had Saturday morning live last Saturday. Really, really good episode. Uh, a lot of fan engagement, a lot of a lot of viewer participation. Uh, make sure y'all go to our YouTube and see that as well. It is football season. We about to turn up. But y'all know how it goes when it comes to the ATL edition. We talk about the Braves, the Falcons, and the Hawks slash Atlanta Not Dream. Not Fire Festival. <laughs> Not Fire Festival. Where we talk about, uh, 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 we call them our oldest, middle, and youngest child, man. So we're going to start out with the oldest, the Braves, the most consistent. Um, the ones that make us proud the most. The Braves are in a dead heat with the Mets for the NL Central. Um, you said uh, who? Who NL Central? That's old oh. Braves. That's Fulton County Stadium Braves. Wow. NL East. Excuse me. Excuse me. Say what? <laughs> the NL East. I'm thinking about the Cardinals are in the NL Central against in the NL East. Um, the Braves are currently two and a half games back. Let's take a look at that real quick. Correct, <laughs> Mundo. The Braves are currently two. Yeah, forty nine. Seventy nine, forty nine. Uh, we had we made up. We are seven and three in our last uh ten games. We were trying to catch the Mets, who started out on an insane first half of the season. I think they had a 14-game lead on the Braves. It was the highest that it went. And then the Slow Braves. Slow and steady wins the race. We have chopped 
and chopped and chopped and chopped away, man, uh, at that lead. And now we are down two and a half games and we're finally getting healthy. Uh, so we are in a dead heat uh, right now. I think we're playing the who? Let's look at the schedule. Right now we're playing yeah. the Cardinals. Uh, we actually had a chance to 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 win yesterday, but Kenley Jensen uh shit the bed yesterday. But um, we uh, our last uh we played the Cardinals, and then we go for a game uh a road stand against the Rockies and Marlins. This right here, we we got to win tonight, and then if we can go ahead and handle business against these six in these six games. We'll put a lot of pressure, and really at Oakland, too. Yeah, we'll put a lot of pressure on the Mets for this. Uh, before we end up seeing the Mets, Phillies, we see the Phillies, Washington, Phillies, Washington, and Mets and Marlins to end the season. Yeah, these next eight, eight games are very pivotal. They're all very winnable games. This can be the time where we can flip the tide and actually take the lead in the NL East and put the pressure on them closing out the season to chase us instead of being the chaser. And I think that's exciting. We see them be playing pretty good baseball. We got some, you know, minor things, but for the most part, I feel very confident in this team going into the postseason. Yeah, man, if you look at it from a league perspective, I mean, if there is one team that has just decided to destroy everybody that they play except for us, it is the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers have just been phenomenal um, over the over the entire season. They've been one of the most consistent teams in the league. So we're trying to catch the Mets and then possibly make a run at the Dodgers. Um, but as that I said before, as I said before, the rest of our games are against the Phillies, the Braves. I mean, the Mets. We're playing the Cardinals right now. Um, so we 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 play some top teams, but we also need to take advantage of these bottom teams that we play the Marlins, the Rockies as well. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. Got to win those games. And then you got to think that your team is better than the teams that you just need to beat. You know, it's crazy. The Mets, so, Braves and Cardinals are, I mean, the Mets, Braves and Phillies are all in the same division and they're three of the top five teams. Now that's a little misleading because we talked about in the pregame, Fernando Tatis is not, Playing for the Padres, they but I mean, they, five and they're, five. they're not a bad team with Manny Machado and uh, the Juan guy Soto. they just traded Juan for. Soto. Oh, Juan and Juan Soto. Soto. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he Juan Soto is as good a, as a a swap or a replacement for Tatis as you can ask for. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that was their their plan though the plan oh, wasn't to no swap definitely or wasn't their plan their plan was to have all three but better you know two are better than one fair 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 so i mean the braves the braves have it all everything that you wanted as a baseball team as an organization as somebody that's trying to win the division or be really really good is right in front of you you always want to be in it at the end of the season and control your own destiny and i feel like the braves are in that moment right now where they control their own destiny. Um, one thing the Braves have to do, though, is get and stay healthy. Ozzy Albies is still working his way back. Well, I don't even know what happened to Ozzy Albies. He got hurt. 
Uh, Acuna has had some pretty intense knee soreness. He actually is not playing, and he won't be back until Tuesday. Uh, the trainer said that it's because, you know, you're coming back from an ACL injury and you are pretty – Acuna doesn't really slack off anymore as he used to in the beginning of his career. No, uh-uh. So uh, he, he sprints out, runs. He goes from first to third, first to home. He's moving. He steals bases, all of that. So he's putting a lot of stress on his body and especially his knee. So they said, you know, the knee soreness is coming. So they actually held him out the last couple of games. So he won't be back until Tuesday. Sidebar, the uh, Connecticut Sun and Chicago Sky are getting very chippy right now in game one. Oh, man. And, yeah. Well, I turned that getting on. Getting a little aggressive out there. I was like, oh, wow, this this is uh, this is the smoke you're looking for. Yep. Um, but, yeah, but I'm excited for the Braves. Yeah. I feel like we're in 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 I'm we're we're in probably the best place to be. We're not in first place, so we're not the hunted. Uh, that's that's the oh. best place to be, isn't it? Nah, I I, I would like, rather go into the season hunting, playing aggressively and trying to play your best baseball instead of trying to fend off everybody else from trying to get from getting picked off in first. Oh, you mean going to the postseason? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, as I was saying, man, Acuna's, you know, he's going to get some rest. Uh, Ozzy Albies, it should be coming back. I don't even know what happened to Ozzy. I don't know what his injury is, but he's been out for a long time. Um, I think it was a groin. Ozzy Albies. Uh, Mike Soroka is, as we stated before, Mike Soroka is now – taking pitches in his uh, minor league stint, rehab stint uh, for pitching. And then, of course, Adam Duvall broke his wrist, but he is slated to be available for the and be on the playoff roster if he can get better. But the thing about the Braves is because our farm system is doing so well, uh, you get to allow those veterans to rehab. You get to allow those veterans to kind of peacefully take their time peacefully without – being pressured to come back soon because of our young players, Vaughn Grissom, um, Mike, uh, Mike Harris, the second, uh, there's some other people too on there that we just, we just brought in a couple other players, uh, as well. Uh, Robbie Grossman. Uh, Grissom. Yeah, yeah. Robbie Grossman. We brought in Grissom. We got a lot of players that are great. Alex Anthopoulos is really good at plugging holes. Pause. And no fire fest. <laughs> wow. That one. No fire fest. No fire fest. <laughs> and while we're taking this small commercial break, uh, Albies has a Jones fracture, which is uh fracture to the fifth metatarsal or your pinky. Oh, excuse me. Mm, Six to okay. eight weeks, no surgery. That explains oh, so- why he's been out so long. Mm-hmm. And it gives context of exactly what what happened. Okay, but yeah, so the Braves, I mean, they're really good at plugging holes in the roster, meaning that Thank when you. we of all the players, <laughs> uh, when somebody goes, <sighs> somebody goes out, somebody yeah, gets goes, go, when somebody, someone gets injured, somebody gets Alex injured. Anthopoulos is fantastic at finding their replacement <laughs> in the most uh, timely of manners. Oh, uh, I think that is the most <laughs> clean it up, the best way that we clean can it up. That. Hey, no, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, um, I didn't no. mean it like that at all. And with, yeah, 
and with that said, uh, we want all of the support that you guys can give to the Atlanta Braves. We're just going to end that segment right there. <laughs> Dog Raving Lunatic tonight, and I don't know why. Uh, but up next, we will be talking about the Falcons. We'll have a brief season preview. Look forward uh, to talking to you then, man. How you just going to end the segment? I mean, he just ended this. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the Brave segment. I obviously know no, what it said. That's it. Just end it. Oh, man, y'all stay safe. We'll be right back with the, the Falcons segment. What the wrong with you, man? We'll be right back as we get to the Falcons segment. Y'all stay safe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 68 of the Splashcast, the ATL edition, uh, where we're going to get right into our Falcons segment, a.k.a. the middle child. So preseason is over, brother. Preseason is over. The Falcons played Detroit, first gave Detroit their first loss of the season, of the preseason on hard knocks for everybody to see. Uh, The world to see. Then we played the Jets, where we dominated for three and a half quarters and lost at the end. Then we played the Jaguars and beat the Jaguars. Uh, so now that preseason is over, um, let's do a little quick. Let's do a quick season preview. Where you want to start? Let's start with the fifty-three man roster. The final prediction is, of course, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is going to be the starter. Uh, Desmond Ritter is planned to be the backup. Let's start there first. Desmond Ritter was very, very impressive when it came to his preseason, his preseason debut, his NFL debut. He was very, very steady. He made, he made some rookie mistakes. Not as many as you think. Steady. Yeah, rocking all night long. Oh man! Uh, but um, he was pretty—he was pretty steady. He made some very impressive throws. Uh, his arm is stronger than I thought it would be. Um, he could tell he's been I working. Forget, he, go ahead. I kind of understand where they say that they picked him because he plays winning football. Yes. Not necessarily always the best looking football. He's—he may not come out. He—you know who he—he he reminds me of. And he might be like great value Dak, where it may not always look the absolute best, but he's gonna go out there and do his damnness to try to win a game. I think he's the black version of Kirk Cousins. I think. And he ha- I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. Normally, when you talk about it, Kirk Cousins, it's a bad thing, but I he think- was making that money then. Early Kirk Cousins was on the right side. Kirk Cousins didn't get bad until the money got bad. And he really hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been worth the money that he's been paid. He's I been think, 500. Yeah. I think I think he has – and why I say he's he's the black version of Kirk Cousins is that Kirk Cousins was good for just not making that many mistakes, right? Kirk Cousins always made the correct decision. He might not have had the talent to make all the throws, but – when you had a coach that could scheme around your abilities and inabilities and all you have to do is know how to make the right decision, it became an atmosphere for him to flourish. And I think that's what he's trying to do when I say he, Arthur Smith, is trying to do with Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota. So 
Mariota is going to be the starter. I would not be surprised if you see some at some point Desmond Ritter start. Oh, we expect it to happen soon and very soon. We, I think everybody is thinking right around game four to five mm-hmm. is when What's, we expect the, the range to be turned over. Mariota, and I will say he, for what I think he is, which is a decent to good backup quarterback, I think he's that. Uh, he's 100%. not, he's not, yeah, he's not a guy who's going to lead your team to a bunch of wins over an entire season. But if you need a band aid for four or five seasons, I mean, four or five games, excuse me, not seasons, Lord Jesus, not that, uh, then he's your guy. Like, That's one hell I of a band aid. That, that shit got gauze I, and everything in there. <laughs> I think that, and I, and I also don't think that Mariota is, I look at the the bottom tier starting quarterbacks, and I'm not sure if Mariota doesn't belong as a starter on somebody's team. Uh, well, politics plays that, but yeah, Marcus yes, Mariota, but, Desmond Ritter. That's true. I agree with you. What's interesting is this right here. Believe no, why would you do that? No, Reggie. No, Reggie. <laughs> That's just in name only. Go to tight ends. Go to tight ends. Can you just scroll down for me? Do me that solid and get to tight ends and see what number he ranks in tight end. He's not on tight ends. I'll get there in a minute. That was my point. So Felipe Franks, they have him. That's a listed. misnomer. That's a misnomer. That's a lie. That's a lie. I'm not even gonna let <laughs> you gotta you, let me talk trying, about it. I'm, it's no. It's really no enter, shade. It's no shade no, at all. You've been trying to enter this evil spirit into this podcast since the beginnings <laughs> with the fire festival. I'm not letting you be you today. What we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna rise above it. We're gonna lift. <laughs> And as much as I hate rise up today, we will rise up. We will not, in fact, let mm, Felipe a fire festival quarterback. joke there too. <laughs> you walk right into that one. But Felipe Franks, <laughs> I can't tell if you froze or not. But Felipe Franks is listed as our third quarterback. He ain't. Felipe Franks in the article says Felipe Franks was not very inspiring, but his versatility as a receiving tight end and a special teams player has kept him on the roster. So one thing that Arthur Smith loves to do is have versatile players. Felipe Franks would be the quarterback if Marcus. Yeah. Taysom Hill. But if Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter got hurt in the same game, that's the only time I would expect Felipe Franks to play quarterback because if one of them gets hurt we will definitely bring somebody else in before we allow him to be the third string quarterback no, we need yeah i mean he is in hey no hell no trade for jimmy g before you let felipe franks <laughs> no, so felipe they do franks have him there just because we have to have a third quarterback i would yeah. there are a million guys i would i would rather the the falcons call me let me play before <laughs> felipe and yes, he's a Florida Gator, and I don't give a shit about that. So when but it comes, <laughs> I do think he's a very good tight end. Uh, he's not a very good tight end, but he's a decent. He's very athletic, and his his best trait is to be a tight end because one thing he does have, he may not have the ability, but he has that dog though. He will he will try to run you over and talk trash to you at every chance he gets, and that's what he's doing. So. He did make Which some flashes at tight end. Which is not a you look for in your quarterback. But he made some flashes at tight end. So I, I expect because he could play tight end, because he can be the holder on special teams, because he can throw the ball really, really far, he'll be able to be basically what you call a utility player in baseball for the Falcons. He can he literally can play 
three different positions in an emergency case, which is what you need. I don't, I don't hate him making the team. I just don't want him taking any reps at quarterback. When when we go into a, a individual offense, you go with the tight ends. Do not go with the quarterbacks. You don't need no, beep, beep. no. offensive individual. Hey yeah. hey hey Felipe, you with the tight ends today? <laughs> don't, don't even get over there with the quarterback. So, uh, then at running back, we're not going to go through each one, but these are some of the positions that I'm nervous about. We have Cordero Patterson, but to me, Cordero Patterson is not really our starting running back per se. I really think Cordero Patterson is going to be more of an H back, just offensive weapon type player. I don't think so. You think he's going to be the starting I pro pro running back pro set I for relation running back. I think that he is the guy who's the best at it. And I think that he wants the reps and touches. And I think he gives us the best chance to win. He is at a point right now where, you know, he and he wants to, he wanted to be a Falcon. I want to make that super clear, super evident. We just don't have enough people who have wanted to come here and say, hey, I want to be a Falcon. And he want he wanted to come here. He wanted to stay here. And he wants to play to win. So, yeah, give him the touches. He's At this point, he's the best that we have. Yeah, he definitely is the Ah! So he is the most. I don't. At running back, I don't know if he's the best running back we have. Um. Damian Williams is proven, although the only thing is he he didn't really play a lot, which to me in the preseason, which tells me that he's already penciled in as the number either one or two running back. When you don't play in the preseason, that means you you pretty much on the team. Um, The one thing I do like about our running backs is especially the top two, Cordero Patterson and Damian Williams, is they're both very good at catching the ball and receiving the ball out of the backfield. Um, one thing that I am concerned about is that neither one of them are good in pass protection. Um, that's when you normally would bring in Kadri Allison, uh, or for or somebody else a bigger back, maybe Keith Smith as the tight as the the tight end fullback type player. Um, but it's interesting. A lot of people predicted that Kadri Allison would have made a move. He was our draft pick about three, two, three years ago from Pittsburgh. Um. Mm-hmm. Big back. They don't have him making the roster. They have Avery Williams making the roster, and Avery Williams is really more of a special teams type player. If you remember, he was drafted out of Boise State at cornerback, and they moved him to running back. Uh, but he's really a kick returner, punt returner. There's one person that I actually did like seeing, especially against the Jaguars, was Caleb Huntley. Caleb Huntley, number 42, um, played very, very, very well. He hits he definitely has great acceleration and he's very decisive when he runs. Um, I could see him making it over Avery Williams or Avery Williams just being slated as just or only not just because it's a very important position, but only a kick returner and punt returner versus kick returner, punt returner, running back. I believe that you would keep either Caleb Huntley or Cobb. I, I believe you keep Caleb Huntley because he's going to be your fourth running back. And the third running back is who? Our rookie, Tyler 
I call him Algier, but I think his name is Allgaier is how it's pronounced. Uh, he looked really impressive. He looked like he will knock you out. He looked like he can catch, and he does uh, pass protection, and he runs hard. He reminds me of Austin Eckler from uh, the San Diego Chargers. Uh, he's everything that the Falcons thought he would be, and I believe he's going to make his way onto the field. So I think even though our running back situation is fluid, I expect Cordero. <laughs> okay, let me tell you. Number one, the reason I keep looking over here to the left is I'm trying to find, like, I'm going through all the cuts to see if there are guys who I would like to poach. And I will tell you, sadly, the best thing that I've seen, I think, is Tavon Austin. And uh, more than that, I think that you calling our running back room fluid is a very nice way to say we don't have a clue of what this what, looks what like. Is, we have no clue because I don't think that you put Cordero Patterson as your every down back. I think it Let should be rock, Damian Williams, Tyler Allgaier, and you just move Cordero Patterson all around the field and make everybody scared. I think that's what you do. And I honestly – uh, I honestly believe that that's what's going to happen. So then you got fullback. We only got one fullback on the field. On the field, and Keith Smith is one of the dying, um, one of the dying positions. But you got to keep a fullback. He's more of an H back. Tight ends is interesting. There's Kyle Pitts. Is cool. Wait, can we go back to the list? Can you pull the list back up? Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah, thank you. There we go. Cooking with gas. Tight end is interesting. This is not an ad unless you want to pay us. Um, tight end is interesting. Kyle Pitts is already, he's voted as one of the top tight ends in the league. Uh, Anthony Furtzer, uh seems like he is going to be the blocking tight end. Um, Arthur Smith and his his. Arthur Smith's offense has always been tight end friendly. Uh, if you remember in Tennessee, he had Delaney Walker, uh, who was older, uh, but still he got him the best out of him as well. So, and he always has, a, he has receiving tight end and a blocking tight end. Go ahead. And I think that having Kyle Pitts as your tight end one allows you a lot of flexibility with the rest of the program. He stepped it up as a blocker. And you can definitely have a full blocking tight end because Kyle is wide receiver. And then you can also then probably invest in like two back end guys who are more in the mold of Kyle Pitts who can just go out there and catch the ball. Although they um, say Kyle Pitts blocking has gotten a lot better. Yeah, that, um, that's the reason I said that you have the flexibility of you're right. That's that second guy, I'm looking for a, a blocker. I'm looking for a guy who just gets you out of the paint. Uh, and then, yeah, I will probably double down with two guys who, who are kind of more traditional catching tight ends but still do a little bit more blocking, and, you know, you just leave with a unicorn. So Parker Hesse um, seems to have basically been entrenched as the third tight end on this team. Um, he's a little bit of both. He does some pretty good blocking. He's a pretty good receiver. Uh, but uh, Michael Pruitt it has the versatility as a blocker receiver as well. Those two, along with rookie John Fitzpatrick out of University of Georgia, are and, and Felipe Franks and Felipe and Franks. Felipe so that's the Frank. only well, he, he deserves to play on this position, on this team, or maybe those, call him wide receiver. I don't care what you do; just don't call him a quarterback. Those three are fighting for 
the last two tight end spots. Um, I honestly, now that you bring up Felipe Franks again, it was in, in jest and joking, but I could see them only carrying three tight ends and then having Felipe Franks as a quarterback as slash the, tight end as, as the fourth as in you, the third. As your f- flex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would be di- uh, disappointing because you, you then have to cut three tight ends. But um, I think John Fitzpatrick from UGA probably makes the practice squad. He was very impressive in his blocking. He's always been impressive in his blocking. Um, and then, of course, you got Parker Hessian. I, I don't want to – is it Michael, Mikoli, Michael Pruitt? They, Michael who, Pruitt, yeah. So the tight end room seems to be set. It's just kind of shuffling the the bottom tier of the depth chart. This is where it gets interesting. Wide receiver. So let's go ahead and say Drake London is penciled in as our wide receiver one. He played one thing. He played one one drive in the preseason. We said, oh, he's done. But that he did look like good in that we drive. Can, we can win with. <laughs> he, look, he did look good. Uh, in that drive, um, Brian Edwards is another player. If you guys watch Hard Knocks on HBO, when they talk about the Lions, one of the coaches, uh, Shepard, they call him Shep, the linebackers coach, said, "You know, well, we at the end of the preseason. If you playing, that means you ain't made the team. If you playing, that means you probably made the team, and we don't want to get you hurt." Brian Edwards has not played pretty much all preseason, except for in the joint practices. And in uh, during camp where he played pretty well. Uh, so it looks like he's entrenched to be our second wide receiver or third. If you want to say Kyle Pitts is our second wide receiver. Um, now, receiver. <laughs> now a first wide receiver. I'm sorry. Now you get to where, where it gets interesting. You have Alameda Zacchaeus, D- excuse me, Damier Bird, Kadero Hodge. Um, you also have, Frank Darby, and you have undrafted free agent Jared Bearhart. Um, outside, I would say Alameda Sakias probably makes it. Kadero Hodge and Damier Bird are your speedsters. Um, they are really, really fast, and all of our receivers so far are pretty tall. Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Brian Edwards. They're all 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", type players. Um, so you need somebody that's really fast to open up the top of the uh, defense, and then you that's need the somebody. I don't, I don't okay. hate Tavon Austin. And that's and then you also have uh, you need somebody that's like a really good route runner slash possession receiver um, that can probably torch any third or fourth DB, i.e. Alameda Zacchaeus. What's this interesting is, is Frank Hart, Frank Darby isn't there, and then there's also Jared Barenhart was the dude who caught the game winning touchdown against the Lions who has impressed all preseason. This is where we might have to be okay with Calvin Ridley. You think he's coming back? He ain't coming back. He got suspended this season. No, but I'm saying in the future, these no. two positions, him inserting him into this group goes from like a, two good young prospects to a home run. Uh, that I, is, I, I mean, yes, that's cool if you want to talk in, in about hypotheticals, but I don't think he's going to be back with the Falcons. So I I, I don't want to – you can say that. I'm not going to think about it. I, I feel like we're going to draft a receiver next year anyway. 
Let's get through this season first, Lord. Uh, so let's get on to the offensive line. So the I offensive, mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, offensive line is pretty much set. You got Jake Matthews, Matt Hennessy, Chris Lindstrom, and Caleb McGarry. There is a battle at center between Drew Dahlman and Matt Hennessy. I did not watch it, uh, but they neither one of them stood out to me. Caleb McGarry, as much shit as I talked about him all season and all offseason, had a really, really good preseason. Had a really good preseason at right tackle. Um, he played very well. What's very disappointing is Jalen Mayfield <laughs> looked like Jalen Mayfield has looked since he got drafted. Um, I don't – it is – he has shown no improvement at all, which is unfortunate. Uh, left guard is probably where the swinging door is, where Jalen Mayfield is supposed to be. Elijah Wilkinson has actually come in and pretty much taken his job. Uh, we signed Germani, Jermaine Effetti, uh, and we also signed Kobe Gossett, but those are depth pieces for that play both guard and tackle for if somebody gets hurt. So it looks like our top five are probably going to be Jake Matthews, Matt Hennessy, Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry, and Elijah Wilkinson. A lot of continuity there. A lot of continuity there. So hopefully we'll, 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 do, we'll be pretty well. I was going to say that we should reach out to Eric Fisher, but apparently he's turned down nine jobs. Well, damn. No, he ain't gonna, I know we're not the job he's out there looking for. Um, Sound like he ain't looking Drake. for no job. He's looking for the right job. Okay. <laughs> uh, so our offensive line is set, man. This is where I'm nervous Ooh, and, boy, nervous and excited at the same time. Our defense has all the makings of a surprise unit. We have we signed Lorenzo Carter, go dogs. <laughs> Uh, from the Giants who came on at the end of the year last year, had six sacks in five games to end the season last year. So we signed into a one-year deal. We drafted AK for, AK-17 um, from Penn State. We uh, kept uh, Ogundeji. I know how to say his last name. I don't know how to say his first name. Ogundeji, number 96. He was a surprise last year. And, we, and then we also have D'Angelo Malone. Those are our edge players. Um. Dean Pease runs a traditional 3-4. Um, sometimes he'll run a 3-4 under. That's where you have three down linemen and you have a stand-up defensive end. I mean, I'm sorry, a 4-3 under as well. So we are counting on Lorenzo Carter, AK-47, and Ogundeji and Malone to get a lot, a lot of pressure on the quarterback from the edge position, as well as confuse the quarterbacks and drop into. I've seen D'Angelo Malone drop into coverage right. more than any other quarter than any other of our edge players. Everybody else rushes the quarterback. D'Angelo Malone seems to be more of a jack of all trades. Second round draft pick out of Utah. I will say our, our defense has so much room to get better. They have the space for room for improvement. They have all of the young players, too. Our our interior D-line has actually been really impressive outside of Marlon Davidson. Uh, excuse me. There's Grady Jarrett, who's played really well. We got Anthony Rush. You know, Anthony Rush was in that fight that the Falcons had in the first against the Lions. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, so, you know, he's about that life. Uh, and then there's Taquan Graham. Man, we need more of that. 
There's Taquan Graham, our draft pick from last year out of Texas, who had a whole lot of uh, ability and potential because of his size. He was drafted at 6'5", 295, but he had no body fat. He had the frame to add probably 30 pounds and be a, a really destructive defensive right, lineman. Is Sue still available, and can we go get him? At this man, point, man. Sue ain't, why would Sue come here? Sue is going to try to win another Super Bowl. He is favored to land at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, as long as he's not on a team, man. Up, oh, Raiders remain interested in Sue, but his price may be too high. Up, oh, well, you can't come here and ask for any money. No. Well, just want it to work out where we get somebody, man. I think that we, I just need frustrated. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. But I'm trying to trying to rush us down the road. Marlon Davidson has been the biggest disappointment. He missed the entire preseason with an injury, and I think this is a very important season for him. Uh, and then Derek Tangelo. Derek Tangelo was an undrafted free agent out of Penn State. He's actually played pretty well. I could see him on the practice squad. But like you said, people are saying that we'll probably get a one or two veteran additions to the group after final cuts. I could see that happening. Strength need, of our team. We need to get there. We need to get there. Yep. Strength of our team. Strength of our team right here is the linebacker position on the defense. We signed Rashawn Evans, who has played really well. Uh, Michael Walker has played well. Nick Kwiatkowski. Don't know who that is, but apparently he's played pretty well. Um, he's a veteran who's been rotating in. And then there's the rookie, Troy Anderson who will play on special teams, but he's the guy that was a quarterback slash running back slash linebacker. Your boy. And the Your fastest boy. the fastest linebacker in the draft. What's interesting is where you see Deion Jones. Deion Jones was the new linebacker just four years ago. Four years ago as a rookie, he was the new linebacker. His first game against New Orleans, he had a pick six. Uh, to seal the game, he was fast. He makes all the catch. I mean, he can guard. He can cover. Played really, Great really man. well. And then he got hurt. Um, and he just really hasn't been the same since he hurt his foot. That's in his second year where he missed the whole year. Um, I cannot wait for Roquan to fill that spot. No, nah, we, we're not. If we, we'd have to trade more than him for Roquan to fill that spot. Uh, but Dion, what you, what pretty you much, want? What you want? Everything is on a one-year deal. Everything must go. Last year, Dion actually got his spot taken by Foyer Oluokun, and then Foyer went and cashed in with the Jaguars. So, a, a ta- Falcons tackle leader, Foyer Oluokun. Let's make sure put some respect on his name. So, I've always said I like Michael Walker. I've always wanted Michael Walker to be in one of those linebacker positions because he played, he's so versatile. And that's one thing DP, Dean Pease talks about all the time is versatility. Michael Walker plays song safety, linebacker, and defensive end. He had, in a game against the Panthers last year, he had a sack and a half, two tackles for loss, a pick six, and two pass breakups. Hell of a game. That's a hell of a game. Yeah. He's, he's very, very, very good and versatile, which is kind of what you want. So I hope that Michael Walker can take the next step. And I think Dean Pease is going to play whoever is more versatile. Oh, and expect us to sign Rashard Evans long term. How old is he? You think he ain't young. But I think that, yeah, I think that if you let, 
if you let him take Dion's spot, you got to keep him, don't you? He's 28. Ain't young nor old. 6'2", 232 out of Alabama. Uh, I got three more years. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Falcons will probably end up bringing somebody else in along the defensive line or along the offensive line by trading Dion. So he is going to be trade bait, unfortunately, to me. Uh, Don't hate that. Don't hate that. DBs, cornerbacks. A.J. Terrell, firmly entrenched as the number one cornerback. Numero uno. We signed Casey Hayward. Uh, Numero two. He's, he's, he's that. He's number two. He's pretty good. Now it gets interesting. Isaiah Oliver is supposed to be the nickelback. What does that mean? He's he guards line, he guards slot receivers. He's normally the cornerback that you blitz because he's closer to the line, as well as guarding backs out of the backfield and sometimes your tight ends as well. He's a solid player for that position because he's six foot two. Um the thing is, he was hurt all last year. He got hurt this year, um, and he's been quietly, quietly in a battle with D. Alford. D. Alford is listed at the well. bottom right now. He came from the uh, Canadian Football League. He's listed at the bottom here, but he has played extremely well. He has two interceptions in the preseason, and in as we talked about how in the preseason, because it's three games, they normally have – uh, the the live scrimmages are normally the preseason games. Everybody else is held out. That's when you have your ones versus your ones. He's Correct. made plays against everybody we played against. Yeah, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion that he's on the roster, and I think he he gets his fair you know he gets his fair share at, at playing. I I think that everything is super fluid here. Whoever. Is and I think the DMPs is committed to putting out the absolute best product he can put out every week. So what that means is, if you're playing well, you play. If you're not playing well, then hey, grab a seat on the bench. Uh, I yeah. think that. Let's go ahead. I like that for a team that needs more competition. Let's go ahead and do that right there. Get Hirsch up off that screen, shut in. Oh, your boy. Why? Why would you get rid of you? Big Hirsch? <laughs> yeah, they they say he is your uh, sports mentor. Who's? <laughs> I never, I've never seen Reggie take a drink away from his mouth in his life. You say he was your mentor. He's like, excuse me, say what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm. I think this group has the most room for immediate improvement, and probably shows up pretty well this year. I hope that we're. I hope we have the Cowboys jump. You remember the year before when the Cowboys second year was just trash, and then the next year you're like, oh well. How do these guys get good? Mm-hmm. I hope that happens with us. Yeah, I think with us, DMPs being it's a plausible. blitzing, with DMPs being a blitzing DB, uh, blitzing coach, as well as having a second year in the system, I expect for us to have a jump. I expect for us to have a mean jump. Another un, another uh, unsettled position is safety. We ain't got really nobody with any any experience safety maybe eric harris from last year but he wasn't great he broke his leg he played pretty well but he wasn't you know there's a lot of eric harris's in the league richie grant jalen hawkins dean marlowe all of these players are 
unproven or trying to get out of the mid category? This is where I need I need Drake London to be good. Because if we missed on old boy uh, from if we missed on Kyle Hamilton, I needed to be a Justin Fields type of groove where I well, we took Drake London. And we win it. Because I feel very confident that Kyle Hamilton is going to be good, very good for the Ravens. It's interesting that Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins are slotted right now to be predicted as the starters. Remember, Eric Harris started last year. But Richie right. Grant and Jalen Hawkins, for the thing that kind of sets them apart, one thing is Richie Grant is a physical safety. And Jalen Hawkins is a ball hawk. Um, and they both played really well. What I don't see on here, which is difficult for me to say, that I definitely think that he should be on this list. Uh, I think he have him kind of at line at a cornerback. Is Tease Tabor, Tease Tarber, Tease Tabor out of Florida? Yeah, I think he's kind of gotten a raw deal in the NFL. I don't think he was he was really good at Florida. He was good at Florida. But he's made some he's made some plays for the Falcons, especially against the Jets, against the Jaguars. He's, he was okay against the Lions. But he's made some plays, and he has flashed all season. And I can't believe that he's not predicted to make – they're not even mentioning his name. So I might have to well, go they back. Got him, they got him here on the practice squad as, as a reserve. Uh, they can play safety and corner, and they expect him to be the first guy to come up off, off the practice squad. Okay, that makes more sense. Oh, I, we didn't get down to practice squad yet. My bad. Yeah. Um, and then special teams, you know, Young Way Koo. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know who Bradley Pinion is. Bradley Pinion had a shaky outing against the Jets, but bounced back against the Jags. He'll handle punts and kickoffs, and then, of course, our long snapper. And then you get to practice squad. There's Kadri Allison. Yeah. I don't, again. And there's nobody at QB. Make sure you. Somebody. Anybody. Help. Nobody at this point. Go get an HBCU quarterback. I'm sure you can get one. Um, Caleb Huntley, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this. I think Avery Williams should be moved to kick returner, punt returner, and you put Caleb Huntley there. Caleb Huntley was very, very, very impressive, especially in his final performance. He could definitely carry the load for the offense. It would be a travesty if you don't at least give him a shot. We don't have anybody else. Kadri Allison, you got your spot taken by Caleb Huntley. So I don't know, it is what it is. You could you could actually be the backup fullback, Kadri. John Fitzpatrick. Jared Barenhart is almost guaranteed. I don't think he's gonna clear waivers. The Falcons may have to have make a decision on that one. Um he reminds me of the Hunter Renfro type of player. Um just a quick, savvy route runner from the slot position. Adult. Yeah, a guy who can just do what you need from a receiver. Nothing flashy, no flash in the pan. I'm not I'm not necessarily what you would consider a killer, but I'm a competent guy who can play that position. And those guys are extremely valuable when you're filling out your roster. Yep. And then everybody else is kind of really young. Frank Darby, I think they'll keep him because they like his they like his he fits with the locker room. He's more of like a Heredia type guy. Stanley Berryhill, definitely impressed during preseason abdullah anderson one of the uh chicago falcons uh played pretty well and justin schaefer 
<laughs> Justin Schaefer played really, really well, uh, but he's probably going to be on the practice squad unless, unless the team moves on from Jalen Mayfield. So this would be the guy that I would probably say keep your eye on is more likely to move up than anybody else because Jalen Mayfield, I don't think Jalen Mayfield may get cut, which would be disturbing. It'll be live too. Yep. Um, and then you got all these other players, Corey Ballantyne, Tease Tabor, as we talked about before, Nate Landman, um, and Timothy Horn. Um, so the Falcons roster seems to be pretty set. We will revisit this when we do our football uh, preview episode for the NFL. This starts September 10th, so we'll probably have it sometime next week. Uh, with that being said, man, let's go to who's your breakout player? Real quick, who's your breakout player? I know this is lazy, but I'm picking Desmond Ritter. I really believe that Mariota is going to start out this thing out, and then they're going to come to a point in the season where it just is is it seems like the most reasonable and logical decision that eventually Mariota has just moved on. He's thrown too many balls that are too short for me. He doesn't seem to be able to doesn't seem like the long term answer. If he's not the long-term answer, then you might as well, you know, see what you did, you know, see what you got with the guy who you uh, you spent the draft capital on. And I think that he's not bad. It's fair. Fair fair pick. I'm going to step out on a limb. Uh-oh. I'm going to say by the end of the season, Tyler Allgaier will be our starting running back. Um, I, Not starting, I mean, but I think he will be the number two running back. I now, think he will be the most – he will be the breakout player. He will have the most impact because of the four running backs that we've talked about, Cordero Patterson, Damian Williams, Tyler Allgaier, Avery Williams. Tyler Allgaier is the only person that I see can do everything that a running back can do versus everybody else and I don't, doing I don't think that's one. super unreasonable. Cordero is, is older, and, and he's not your traditional running back. Uh, I think that I, I think that, that long term is very good for Tyler, too, because you get to learn from a guy who's – a little bit more humble mm-hmm. and you learn from a guy who's a lot more skilled than your typical running back. He's done it all. Yep. And, and, and there's going to be an expectation like, Hey man, you got to be able to catch too. Cause he can catch. He catch very well. And if, and if you want to be on the field, I think that CP's flexibility is going to, you know, hopefully that inspires Tyler to be like, Hey man, I may, I may not ever be quite this versatile, but having a guy who's my number one and, and you would assume to be, you know, Tyler to be his rookie, I can learn a lot from this guy about making finding ways to be on the field at all times versus your, hey, um, I'm first and second down back type of guy. Here's the reason why I think he is. He's a breakout player. Arthur Smith likes big backs. He likes he, – Arthur Smith likes – just being bigger, stronger, and faster than the opponent. He like, he's a physical coach, right. i.e. Derrick Henry flourished under him, had his best years under him. Um, Allgaier runs hard. Allgaier runs you over. Allgaier is a physical downhill runner, which is what Aggressive Arthur Smith is looking for. finishes runs. And that's what Arthur Smith is looking for. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. All right, Norwood. Final part of the Falcon segment. 
Last year, you had the Falcons in the first 10 games going 8-2. and two. Um, That obviously didn't work. As I mean, it just didn't work. So, But my ending roster wasn't far off. Rationalize all you want to. Let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Show me the baby. Show me the baby. Let's go through the Falcons. Um, schedule. Just pulled up so I can make an ass of myself in front of the world. It's right here. I got it right here. Ah, uh, I need to see it on my own right here. Um, first game. First, we'll go. We'll do it in um six game segments. Falcons first game is at home as it's the Saints. Then we go at Los Angeles Chargers, at Seattle Seahawks, home versus Cleveland, at Tampa Bay, home versus San Francisco. All right, so let's do it. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. All right, number one, I want y'all to go on this ride with me. We're going to beat the Saints at home at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I don't know what y'all stadium used to be named, but the Falcons on mercedes now. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, I'm going to be very honest with myself. We're going to take that L. We're going to take that that L. Um, it's unfortunate, but we're going to probably won't even be close. Seattle Seahawks, they have two starting number one quarterbacks. And I, I once learned from a man, if you have two quarterbacks, then you have no quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, so we beat those guys. <laughs> Cleveland Browns, uh, we will be playing against Jacoby Brissett and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and this is a game at in Atlanta. I think we win this game. So at this point, I know I'm probably going to be wrong, but we're 3-1. I'm confident. Uh, I believe in myself. Week 5, uh, we play against Tom Brady and uh, the Buccaneers. Touchdown Tom is going to whoop our ass. We'll be 3-2. and two. Uh, Week 6, very big game. This is This is a trap game for the 49ers. We don't know what we got in in uh Trey Lance yet or what they have in Trey Lance. The 49ers should win that game. That is a game that I would love for us to see. But I think that puts us at 3 and 3, is that right? You have us lost three and three. lost lost at 3 and 3. My first okay. six, 6 game prediction, win versus the Saints, loss versus the uh, Los Angeles Rams lost versus Seattle. I think we lose to Cleveland. I think that game's gonna be closer than most people think. Lost versus Tampa Bay, lost versus Cleveland, lost versus San Francisco. I think we're two and four in the first six games. Okay, so I picked three and three. You picked two and four. Mm-hmm. Also, since both of us think that Mariota's probably out of here. Before the 49ers game, what game do you think that he gets fired in? Huh? Wait, rephrase that. What'd you say? I we all think that Mariota is is will not be the starter by week six. So in these first six games, we both expect him to be sent to the bench. What game do you think that Desmond Ritter takes over in? <laughs> game three. But not for the reasons you think. Game three. Ex- after game two. Or game two of the season, we play the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. We just went through our 53-man roster and said, we don't know who our right guard is going to be. Mm. Which means 
we have Aaron. a placeholder to guard Aaron Donald. We just saw Aaron Aaron's Donald. <laughs> we just saw Aaron Donald swinging knives uh, while he trains and swinging two helmets against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Marcus Mariota will be running for his life that whole game. And for what I've seen so far, Mariota don't know how to slide. All that is the recipe for Desmond Ritter starting game three. At Seattle on the road and having a good game against Seattle on the road because Seattle isn't that good. And the defense is going to play well and he will be the starting quarterback and he will have the fairy tale start of winning against Seattle having a close game against Cleveland, getting blown out against Tampa Bay because it's Tom Brady who's going to welcome you to the league, and then he's going to have a really close game against San Francisco. And we're going to fall in love with Desmond Ritter, and then we get to the other bullshit-ass part of our schedule, probably the easiest part of our schedule. Seven Wait, through... Go ahead. Hold on. So first, I'm, I'm just... I, it's something that I didn't not take a moment here. You deal with Aaron Donald... <laughs> I don't know who the Saints have it in. Then you come back and deal Cam with Jordan. Javion Clowney. Oh, Cam Jordan uh, with the Saints. Yes, Cam Jordan with the Saints. Aaron Donald, uh, Seattle. I don't know who their monster end is. I know Cleveland has Javion Clowney and Miles Garrett. Then you come back and you just deal with the Saints in general. And then you come back and you have the Bosa brother with the 49ers. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Destroyed. If... If I'm Desmond Ritter, I, don't I am play. getting in the best <laughs> physical shape of my life. Because I know it's only a matter of time before this job will be handed over to me. He's not going to make it through all of these guys unscathed. And if I just keep doing what I'm doing, if I keep my head down and keep playing good football, life will handle things for me. Wait, wait, wait. And then you get to, okay, so then he plays. So 7 through 12 at Cincinnati. They just came back from the Super Bowl. They actually have yeah. a good, they have a decent defensive line too. Versus Carolina, oh. versus the Chargers, at no, Carolina, at Car- I mean, and Khalil Mack, at Carolina, versus Chicago, Jeez. at Washington. So the next six games, what is your record there? Go through that for me. Uh, do, do, do. Oh, I had the wrong. Um, lose to the Bengals. Joe's just a better quarterback. Uh, we beat the Panthers at home, whooped by the Chargers. We lose to the Panthers in Charlotte. We beat the Bears. And I think we got to beat the Commanders. So you got us at 3-3 again. I don't. I know that people always like, Norwood, you're a homer, and you just believe your team. It's the Commanders. And the Bears. Am I wrong for believing that we're better than the Bears and the Commanders? According to everybody else in the NFL, yes. Because we're the worst team in the league, according to everybody else. The Bears, the Bears' best player don't even want to play there anymore. <laughs> no, he wants to play there. He just wants to get paid. And they don't. No, he, he asked for a trade. When you ask for a trade, I assume you're no longer interested in playing there. Which I understand why. It's the Chicago Bears. And you just saw Khalil Mack get to... The Chargers with Justin Herbert. I want out of this. I want to blow this popsicle stand, my friend. I don't want anything else to deal with this. So you got us at three and three again. Loss, win, 
loss, loss, win, win. Yeah, so you're at right now in the second six. I'm writing this down, and I'm going to have. Am I crazy? I Tell me, like, because I don't know what happened last year. I just, I'm following reasonable logic here. I don't feel like I'm being explosive or stepping out on a limb for believing that we can beat the Bears and the Commandos. So, I think we lose to to Cincinnati. We sure. Beat, we beat Carolina. At, at their place? No, at home. Okay. I feel bad for our offensive line because it's going to be a long day in Atlanta against the Chargers, boy. Woo, that's going to be a long day. Uh, that might be a blowout for the Chargers. Because Justin Herbert is that dude. At Carolina, this is Reggie's homer. I don't homer. know if Herbert's that guy. Shit. This is Reggie's homer. Reggie thinks we're going to beat Carolina. I think we're going to sweep Carolina this year. I don't like Baker Mayfield. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield. I don't Big believe. Broom Davis said pull out this broom. <laughs> we finna sweep that thing, boy. Um, that, yeah, you're a homer. I don't believe in really. Anything that Carolina has. Christian McCaffrey hasn't played a whole season since Stanford. Christian McGlassfrey. McGla- <laughs> uh Chuba Hubbard. I mean, he's good, but I mean Ish. I don't I don't believe in them. We'll see. Now they have the chance to prove me wrong, but I don't believe in them. So I and then versus Chicago, I think we beat Chicago. We owe Washington. We owe Washington. We owe them because they stole a game from us last year. And Chase Young will either just be coming back off injury or I'm not I'm a hoping that Chase Young isn't one hundred percent. But they still have all those deep they have Deron Payne and all those other guys at defensive tackle. I'm gonna say we lose to Washington. So I have us at three and three as well. You have us losing to Carolina and beating Washington. I have a sweeping Carolina and losing to Washington. So we're both at three and three for the second. So I have us at five and seven. You have us at six and six. This is where it gets dicey. Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Baltimore, Arizona, Tampa Bay. Good Lord. (laughs) Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh good. Uh, what's uh? We don't know. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Like, he, well, am he's I not wrong for saying that. He's not starting. Mr. Trubisky is. Okay, even. <laughs> I think you're better. <laughs> That's the setup. Uh, uh, as we almost enter 2023, I want you to do a better job of acknowledging <laughs> the setups before they arrive. <laughs> that is the setup, and Reggie set me up. Yeah. I don't know what I. I don't know. I don't have enough information about the Pittsburgh Steelers to make a confident decision on who they are or what they are. Only thing I know is Tomlin is a pretty good coach. Pretty good. They haven't had a losing season since he's been there. Okay, I was trying to be humble and give us a chance to win this game. Um, we have a chance. I'm not going to pick us to win this game. Me I, I don't have a reason. <laughs> I don't know why we won't win this game. But I have to be realistic. If I don't know why we won't win it, I probably don't know why we will win it. 
So, <laughs> Steelers. Hopefully, we can just main, you know, nothing crazy happens during the bye week. We survive that. Saints at the Superdome, we lose that one. Woo. Ravens, lose that one. Cardinals, lose that one. Bucks, lose that one. So, you got us going 0 in 5 for the last part of the season. Which I can't. Is that what you have? That's fine with me. That that puts us at thing, five and twelve. The only thing that you can really pray for is that the the Bucks in game in week eighteen are not playing for anything. We could just steal a win, which I doubt. I don't think they're not playing for anything. But so you got us. Do you have us at zero and five or one is one and four? Which one you got? On five. <laughs> and I think that puts us back into the situation where we relook at damn, Desmond Ritter played well for a little bit and then just fell off the face of the earth and we're right back at looking at do we draft Bryce Petty? So do we draft who? Bryce Petty. Bryce Young. Bryce Young, yes. Bryce Petty plays Bryce for Baylor. Baylor, correct. <laughs> Uh, so final games, Pittsburgh, you said, who do they have outside of quarterback? The starting running back, Najee Harris, 1200 yards, rushing 400 yards, receiving 1600 total yards as a rookie backup running back, Benny Snell, third running back, Anthony McFarland, Jr. Kentucky. Yeah. I like him. What, Very what good. receivers do they have besides Pickens? Deontay Johnson, who they just resigned super fast. Chase Claypool as the number two. George Ooh, and Pickens. Jesus. George Pickens yeah, as the number him. one. Tight end. Yeah. And Pat Kenny Pickens Freeman. started by then. Because Mitchell Trubisky will be headed. He'll probably be home by then. Defense. Cam Hayward, Alalu, Ogan Joby, um, and TJ Watt. Linebackers, Devin Bush. They did sign Miles Jack, who still runs a 4-4-40. Alex Highsmith. He was with the he was with the Jaguars, wasn't he? Yep. That's where he was drafting. Alex came out of UCLA, played running back and linebacker. Yep. Alex Highsmith, who came from Coastal Carolina, uh, who is actually really – before you hated Coastal Carolina, who's actually really, really good. <laughs> Thank you for your clarification. Greatly appreciate it. Levi Wallace at uh, – their cornerbacks are probably their weakness. Levi Wallace and Cameron Sutton, but their safeties are their strength in Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Demonte Casey. Move on, man. Move on. We're going to lose that game. So it sounds like to me we'll probably lose that game. Fuck, I hate the Saints, man. But in New Orleans, in December, when the Saints probably have something to play for, maybe trying to get to a wild card, it's going to be tough for us to beat them. I would love to beat them and beat them a week before Christmas. That would be a wonderful. But we're going to lose to that. At Baltimore – Baltimore will be on Christmas Eve in the cold, in the snow. That's a hell. Baltimore will be. Lamar going to put. Lamar rich on us. Lamar trying to get a new contract. Baltimore is in the division with the Bengals and the Browns and the Steelers. So they'll be vying for a spot as well as Pittsburgh will be vying for a spot. We're not beating them. Won't even come close unless there's a. Now, injuries, y'all. Now, I will say this now. 
don't try to hold our feet to the fire and say y'all said we were gonna win five to seven games and then if everybody gets hurt and we go one and fifteen that just y'all y'all know that wait you talking about the way that people held me to the fire when I expected Calvin Ridley to play and then <laughs> got hurt he well hurt himself uh <laughs> hurt uh, hurt everybody <laughs> yeah. that's the but, part that nobody leaves on to Norwood's Falcons prediction Calvin Ridley <laughs> Arizona well no. Calvin Ridley was not going to get us to eight and two, but Arizona and Tampa Bay. Uh, I have us losing to Tampa Bay. Do you? Arizona is sneaky. JJ Watt. They got JJ Watt who he still have may have lost a step or two, but we have, we have have no left. We have no guard. (laughs) So, Whoever our guard is, is just you might as well put on a seatbelt for the season because you about to go for a ride with Aaron Donald and uh, J.J. Watt and all them other people you got to play, uh, the Payne hey, brothers. You're not sure. That, when was the last time that J.J. Watt played in Week 17? Who is our guard? Oh, I'm you said played in I'm Week not, 17. Yes. No, I, no disrespect, but I'm not worried about Week 17, J.J. Watt. So a very I'm gonna low s- chance that – and okay. you got to think, he's in the NFC West. So they won't be probably playing for anything at that point either. I'm going to say that we beat the Cardinals. Before you said all of that, that was going to be my Woo! that was going to be my steal. I think that is going to cement Desmond Ritter as the starter for next year. Um, I think that's his going into the offseason game. So that means I have us at one and four. You have us at zero oh and five. That means your final prediction is six and eleven. My final prediction is six and eleven. Would you look at that? So the Falcons, we predict to go six and eleven and have probably a top twelve pick for next year. It's there. Um, I will try to. And edit that will this. be a success. Yep, I will try to edit this so that you can see who picked who. Or who picked whom? Uh, and yeah, um, um. that's it. That's it, man. But yes, I think the six and eleven is a successful season. I think that we're the only people who think that the Falcons win six games this season. Um, and I don't think it's unreasonable. I don't either. I think six and eleven is a big fu to everybody else that picked us to go two and fifteen. I think that's a big fu. So. Shout out to the Falcons. I think six and eleven is attainable. Oh, House of the Dragon comes out tonight. Is attainable. Yeah, imagine being bad and that still being an accomplishment. We have so much work to do. So far to go. And then we'll head into the off season. Um, and what I hope happens is for next year, the off season, we have money now. Matt Ryan comes off the books. Julio comes off the books. All that dead money comes off the books after this season. Um, and we'll finally be able to sign some of these people sign some free agents with that being said ladies and gentlemen you have listened to the hour-long breakdown of the falcons preview we told you we was going to get into it man uh we did our schedule predictions we did our breakout players of the year of the season and we predicted that marcus Mariota won't make it to the second half of the season uh with that being said y'all stay jj watt so Y'all stay tuned as we get to the final segment of the ATL edition of the Splash Cast, the Hawks slash Dream. Uh, I'll be drinking a beer and making unscrupulous jokes here. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned.
tuned. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, for our final segment of episode 68 of the ATL edition of the Splash Cast, a Hawks slash Dream segment. It's really about a Hawks segment. Um, before we get into the Hawks, we still want to give shout out and kudos again to the Dream on a successful season. Um, first year head coach, rookie of the year, coach of the year. Everything is, is happening. That's what you call, and, and I don't want it to be lost or missed on the fact that they had a tough, they had a tumultuous season last year. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta Dream season, the Atlanta Dream organization was in a very bad place 12, 16 months ago. Yep. For them to go from where they were, where they're literally beat, whooping people's ass, that's the only, that's the only way you can put it. Like, don't, uh, that's why I looked up. Dream. I was like, ooh, now you talk about me not being And Old girl, she's playing for the Connecticut Sun. They won tonight, too. Uh, but for That's us, chippy. yes, for us to go from where we were a year ago to a rookie of the year. And I, and I, and I'm talking about a unanimous rookie of the year. She won rookie of the month, every month of the season. Uh, and just where we are as far as competitive, competitive wise and team wise, that is a great and grand victory. We don't, we don't want to miss that. Congratulations to the Atlanta dream. We look forward to what you guys are going to put on the floor next season. Definitely do, man. So shout out to the dream. When it comes to the Hawks, it's the off season. Kevin Durant has signed back with the Nets. I guess he never really did not unsign. He was already signed. Yeah. He's recommitted to the Nets. Kyrie, all of that BS happened. Um, so it's not a lot to talk about. But one thing that did I did see come across was the redraft of the 2018 draft. 2018 draft is when we got Trey Young. Uh, we tra- we drafted Luca, traded Luca to Dallas for Trey. DeAndre Ayton went number one. So, as you redraft, number one, of course, Luca would go to the Phoenix Suns. You mean the guy we should have drafted? Could you I imagine? Right. No, we did draft it. Um, I hate it too. Could you imagine Luca? <laughs> Luca. And Devin Booker together? No. I don't want to. That would be, as much as you hate the Hawks for trading, Luka? Disastrous. Disastrous. uh, As Phoenix? Because. With Phoenix and Devin Booker? That is a, neither one of them are small guys, height-wise. Number two, they're both very good ball handlers and both can be good distributors. It is. Well, Luca wants to be a distributor. Luca wants to score and be a distributor. Luca wants to be more like LeBron and Magic than be more like Jordan. That is the backcourt that rivals Stephen Clay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That probably is the best backcourt in the league. And that's crazy to even say. There is a backcourt that could rival Stephen Clay. This one doesn't. And I and the other part is there's you know what? I want to take a moment here and 
and as much as I and if you follow my my Twitter, my Instagram, or you follow the Splashcast social media, I've posted this multiple times with the crying cat emoji. <laughs> as, as much as I am very upset about our team missing out on Luka Doncic, I am even more thrilled that the Suns missed on Luka Doncic. This that would be silly. Is a problem that the world did not want to see. That's why I brought it up when we talked about this. I was like, nobody's going to talk. Everybody's like, yeah, Luca's first. I was like, nobody's going to talk about Luca with Devin Booker? Okay, cool. So, Luca's one. Of course, Trey would be number two. He would go to the Sacramento Kings. So, it would be Trey Young and De'Aaron Fox. Um, I don't know if that works. But, or would be De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox get drafted after Trey Young? Might have been the same draft. Do no. you think it works? No, because they're both ball dominant. It's the, it's the Tyrese Halliburton thing. So I, I think Trey would, I don't know if they would have to get rid of De'Aaron Fox for that. Nothing really to say here because Sacramento didn't have anybody else at the time. So it'd be Trey Young and Sacramento with Buddy Heald, I guess. SGA to the Hawks. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I'm very I'm I am very satisfied and happy with Trey Young. You I don't know if you're not satisfied or happy. I think you more just wish you had Luka Doncic. I think if it, I think if we didn't draft if we drafted SGA and traded SGA for Trey, you'd be cool. But getting Luka and traded for Trey, I I think that's what bothers you. So I actually am not mad with SGA. I think he's in purgatory in Oklahoma City. I think he needs he should he should force his way to New York. He's 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 prototypical New York right now. So make sure you cut this and chop this up, and make it look good. Uh, I think that for what we had, as much as I want to choke Trey, I don't know if SGA is as good as a pick and roll players. Trey is. He would not fit with John Collins. He would not which fit then, with John Collins at which all. Which then makes the team like, then makes us have to restructure this team. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I give you a pushback. We might not need Clint Capella if we have SGA. Nah, SGA is a good defender. We could we could have went with a more. Defender. He ain't the best defender. He's just six six. But no, he's he's a he's a good perimeter defender, and he's for sure not the worst defender in the NBA. And I think that we might – I think we go go in a different direction as far as the team then because you don't have to feel – you don't have to backfield the defensive parts as much. Hmm. That's fair. Because then – I mean, you got to think. SGA, Herder, Hunter is the next draft. I mean, I don't – We got Herder in the same it. draft, didn't we? As Trey, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reason I'm saying the Herder – ideally, Herder is still there. So, it's SGA – Herder, Collins. I mean, and if you have DeAndre Hunter, then yeah, you can go. You look like the two thousand. To me, that makes you look like the two thousand ten Hawks with with Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, Josh Childress, all those six foot eight players. That's pretty much what you've built. Six foot eight, six foot six to six foot ten is going to be your whole team. But I, at that point, I think I'm more aggressive on going to get a guy who's a world beater. 
I think I, I think that all those other guys are going to play good to moderate defense. They all can what shoot. What world beater would you go get? Because, I mean, you'd be in the same cap situation that you're in now, wouldn't you? Um, You're assuming. You're assuming that you're only trading, trading well, out SGA, trade for SGA. Not, you're not – SGA is not getting a trade contract either. Why not? Why not? You get paid that much? Yeah, he got five years, 179. Woo! You know what? I'll take Trey. I'll take Trey in the pick and roll. <laughs> five years, 179. That. On uh, average, $35,859,950. No, thank you. DeAndre Ayton, number four to Memphis. Interesting. No. Interesting with him with Ja. I'm. I still think that I'd rather have Jaron Jackson Jr. than DeAndre. Hayden. You put Jaron Jackson at the four. No, you wouldn't. Isn't that the? But no, actually, so no. They... Y'all lie, I lie, I lie, I lie. You right, you right, you right. No, it'd be DeAndre Ayton, and then five would be Colin Sexton to the Mavericks. I don't necessarily agree with that. But I mean, Thanks. he may be the Jaron Jackson to Orlando. No, I'm taking Jaron Jackson. I think Jaron Jackson. Had... Memphis was the best. Place. Memphis was probably the best place for Jaron Jackson to go, and I would not take that over. Michael Porter Jr. to the Bulls. Mm. That doesn't really change anything for the Bulls to me. I mean, him and DeMar DeRozan. DeMar wouldn't have been there. Yeah. And Mikael Bridges to the Cavaliers because he was drafted Way later. better pick. Way better pick. If Mikael Bridges goes there, they already had Darius Garland or nope. Sexton was first. Sexton was first. Garland was the next year. Yeah. It will it will work better. I mean, you don't know that if everything falls in place like it did because Sexton did play good. I mean, he played enough when he was out there. I'm not sure if Mikael Bridges his his skill set isn't a isn't stat ridden. He's not a big scorer. He's not a big rebounder. He's a good defender. And he's, Bruce and Bowen. he's just a good. Yes, he's just a good NBA player. I don't. I like that. I like that kid though, and I sure as hell like Mitchell Robbins. Who? So they're saying this pick wouldn't have changed. Yes, I agree. Devontae Graham to the Seventy Sixers, and Devontae Graham to the Seventy Sixers. That's the first, the top ten. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate, hate it. I don't hate the redraft. I got to. But see I just who... don't believe that. I don't, I'm not picking DeAndre Ayton over Jerry Jackson Jr. on any day of the week. Not right now. Not right now. Um, I'm trying to see who was drafted after 10. You know, they had Mo Bamba was drafted by Orlando. So you would say, so basically they're saying that they would take Jaron Jackson Jr. over Mo Bamba. That's right. That's right. I could see that. Wendell Carter Jr. was taken by the Bulls. So they're taking Michael Porter Jr. instead. With Michael Porter Jr.'s injury history. Wendell Carter Jr. is a steal. But, yes, you do that. Kevin Knox, Mikael Bridges, SGA, Jerome Robinson, Michael Porter Jr., Tony Brown, Dante DiFrancenzo, Lonnie Walker IV, Kevin Herter, Josh Okogie, Grayson Allen, everybody else, Aaron Holiday, Anthony Simons. I probably would put Anthony Simons here. Philadelphia. I put Anthony Simons here. The other part about that is that it's a reach, though. You, if you're looking at Anthony Simons at that point, for you 
you have to know somebody to know somebody to make to go that far. What you mean? Yeah, I mean, and Devontae like Graham that, like had just came part, from. That, that's the part of the redraft that nobody considers is. Like, this looks cool in hindsight, but if I go sell my team, I want to take Anthony Simons as a top 10 pick. You know what I mean? Kill yourself. So, I mean, Devontae Graham was picked by the Hawks and then traded. So, he was a yep. he was a late-round pick. Anthony Simons was actually picked before him. If I'm Philly, I don't see anybody from oh, Miles Bridges. Yeah, Miles Bridges. Philly. Or probably Kevin Kevin Herter too. Miles Bridges, Kevin think- Herter, Lonnie Walker the fourth. No, Josh Okogie is actually a good defensive player. I take I take Kevin Herter before I take Devontae Graham. Yeah, but I take Anthony Simons before I take both of them. I'm taking Anthony. Yeah, you okay? Anthony Simons gave us forty five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's look how long it it took Anthony Simons to become a legitimate basketball player in the NBA. I mean, he wasn't getting any first, minutes. This was his first year. First, he got more than 20 minutes. Okay, so that's the thing. Kevin Herter, and I mean, he's not been playing for a team that didn't have minutes to play. Yeah, he and did. No. He was behind C.J. McCollum. What you talking about? Okay, so he played 20 minutes in 2019. He averaged eight points. Two rebounds, 1.4 assists. Mm-hmm. No. Kevin Herter, if you look at them, stack them up, Kevin Herter's been a best, better basketball player than Anthony Simons until last year. I I would take Anthony Simons before that. In in this draft, before Devontae I mean, Graham, I would take Anthony Simons before Kevin Herter. I'm going to push back and say you would not take four years of Anthony Simons instead of four years of Kevin Herter. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I think I don't Kevin Herter's stats are probably comparable to Anthony Simons. If he's in, if he's in Portland behind somebody, Kevin Herter I came in and had there. to play. I also think that Kevin Herter probably gets on the floor earlier because he can just shoot. So can Anthony Simons. Kevin Herter is basically thirty-eight percent from three. Anthony Simons thirty-nine percent from three. But <laughs> no, I think Anthony he shoots Simons is a more. scorer. The only thing is Kevin Herter is six-eight. Anthony Simons is six-four. So that's six, the three. difference. Six three versus six. six seven. Yeah. Okay. Six three, six seven, six four, six eight. That's yeah, I'm, I'm taking. I'm I'm picking Herder, I, and I like Anthony Simons. I'm picking Herder. So you put Herder at the tenth spot before Devontae Graham. You think Herder should be in Philly? Yeah. I don't think, I think the, he's a, basically what I'm saying is I, I don't think Devontae Graham is the tenth. I think he's good. I don't I think, think he's, he's going up. Perf- I think that Herder is the perfect guy for uh, Philly MB. Yeah, stay out of the way and shoot the three, and be able to pass the ball. And you're yeah. you're a competent defender. You're you're not undersized, so it's not like we take a, a big loss in, in in height. And Embiid is going to do a lot of the work. You just hit the open three, which he can do. We we've seen it. Hmm. Brave yeah. blew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me her, her, her at ten. Braves blew it. Uh, so with that being said, I will say that he I blew will, it after Swanson. Yep, I will say we allowed two, three run home runs. Uh, that I wanted you to want y'all to hear that Norwood said that hey, you really outside of Luca, you're probably not gonna get nobody better than Trey. 
Yes, but you take Luka Doncic, the guy who's an MVP candidate, uh-huh. before you take Trey Young, who's a fringe, who's a fringe All Star. There, there is two different things going on there. That is one is a twenty dollar bill, one is a hundred dollar bill. Yes, I won't get paid, but give me the hundred dollar bill every time. You think Trey is a fringe All Star? Yeah, we just did it. Like he's in the East. Yes. Okay. Who, who, who you got Kyrie? I'm assuming you put yeah. ahead of him. Well, you got to add Kyrie back, right? You would think oh. you had Kyrie back. So who? Uh, what other guard is better than Trey in the East? James Harden. Trey Young better than James Harden. His stats to be in the in, to be in the All Star game right now. Trey Young is a better point guard than James Harden is. So who else you got? We'll we'll we'll, we'll save that for a push. Okay, James James Harden and, and and I wanted to make sure we clarify the stats for James Harden here. Twenty one points, mm-hmm. seven rebounds, ten and a half assists. You telling me Trey is better than that guy? What's Trey? <laughs> What's Trey? Twenty-eight points, four rebounds, nine point seven assists. So ten assists. So twenty-eight, ten. Yeah, Trey. Trey's the better. Yes, Trey's the better player and, right now. And James is not the worst defender in the NBA. No, no way. No, no, no. I'm taking James Harden. Okay. We'll we'll save that for a push. Who else? You said fringe All Star. So who else? In the East is a better James, point guard than him. Um, See, and that's why I wanted to bring this up. And you might be able because fringe all-star is disrespectful. And you disrespected Trey by saying that because your feelings got involved. Of the East, there's really nobody at point guard that's really better than Trey. No, but you're only doing front court, back court. Right? I don't know. Uh. Yeah, you're disrespectful. You're disrespectful. No, because looking at a guy like Zach Levine. Zach Levine or Trey? Trey. You just said he had 28 and 10. Okay, Zach Levine is 24, 5, and 5. 28 and 10 is better than 24, 5, and 5, especially when your team go to the Easter. Okay. He's going to he's gonna be a better defender because he's 6'8". Sorry. Not to go to the All-Star game. You're picking Trey before you pick Zach Levine to go to the All-Star game. It's happening. So who else? Uh, you giving me James Harden and Zach Levine. And Kyrie. The only one I'm willing, the only one I'm willing to give you that, and I don't think, well, I can't, uh, since he's been in the league, Kyrie is definitely better. He's a bet. He's better. Well, actually, since he's been in the league, Kyrie's kind of been on his off the court shit, but who else? I'm not giving you, I'm not going to agree to James Harden. 
I'm not going to agree to Zach Levine. So who else in the East? Um, <laughs> I, I got to go over here and look. Uh, Jalen Brown or Trey Young? You got to take Trey. You got to take Trey. Jalen Brown has the higher ceiling. But right now, you got to take Trey. Jalen Brown averaged 24 points, 3.5 assists. Okay, so, oh, and, and you know what? Let's let's back this up. We Are we picking better player or are we picking all-star game players? Because you're right. If you're picking the all-star The original game conversation players, was Trey. you called him a fringe okay. all-star player, and I okay. said that was disrespectful. Let, let me clarify. I think that there are guards that are better than Trey Young, but for the all-star game, Trey Young is a better showman. No, no. Don't try to no. That's some bullshit. You put a those bullshit. Are two those are two different no, things. No, you those put a bu- but yeah, but you put in a. I'm bu- gonna tell you if okay, I have to pick between Jalen Brown and Trey Young, I'm picking Jalen Brown. First of all, you added a pivot and a Norwood bullshit to it again. Trey Young definitely deserves to be in the All Star game. He is not a fringe All Star player. He is an All Star guard, and he is probably going to make the All Star before Jalen Brown. Pretty much every year, unless Jalen Brown has averages 28 points and five or I mean, eight to 10 assists and five rebounds. He is not going to get into all star game before Trey Young. It's not going to happen. So to me. So for you to say uh-huh. that is wild, crazy. And again, I just gave you a compliment for ignoring your emotions for Trey Young because of Luka Doncic. And you went right back to it and doubled if down on the bullshit between the two. For and the All Star game, I've, if I said this from day one, I said trade, trade to the Celtics, send us Jalen Brown straight up, and I'm thrilled. So is Trey said that? So what does that have to do? Is Trey Young a fringe All Star player? Do you still believe that? Clearly, I do. If I think that Jalen Brown is above him on the yes. Okay, we'll just agree to disagree because you're wild. Yeah, but uh, I'm telling you that I'm picking Kyrie first. I'm picking James, and if I have to pick a guard. Or a backcourt player, I'm picking Jalen Brown stay, before I pick Trey Young. Stay tuned. Y'all stay tuned. Real quick, I'm going to put this in the group. Real quick. Uh, you can put it in whatever group if you want yeah, to. Jalen Brown talk, is talk, a talk, better talk. basketball player than Trey Young. I'm sorry. We're talking about the All-Star game now. We, we literally talked about you called him a fringe All-Star player. I said you're disrespectful. So they, I may be wrong. The group may listen and, and say you're right. No, everybody is on the Trey Young bandwagon. But if you're telling me if I have to pick between Trey Young and Jalen Brown to be on my team tomorrow, Trey Young has been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. But you are out of here, my friend. You don't think our team is better with with Jalen Brown and not Trey Young at this very moment? I would keep Trey Young and trade. I don't know. Uh, I, there's, no, no, I don't, let me just ask you the question in a vacuum. DeJounte Murray at the one, Jalen Brown at the two, DeAndre Hunter at the three, John Collins at the four, Clint Capella at the five. That team versus Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, Hunter, Collins, Capella. I think it is very clear 
is Jalen Brown way more valuable to the Atlanta Hawks? I don't even think it's close. My counter would be I would trade DeJounte Murray for Jalen Brown, and I would have Trey Young, Jalen Brown, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Clint Capella. That would be that my only counter. Work. That only works if you believe that DeJounte Murray, Trey Young, and Jalen Brown are in the same stratosphere. Now, I'll ask you that question. I do. I don't know the answer. I do. Okay. I would. I think DeJounte Murray, I think that's, that's so you the think win-win. DeJounte is good as Jalen Brown. That, now, that is... That it is in itself is a high heap of praise. Now, just know that. I think considering they just went to the finals now, and well, and a lot of people say, uh, "No, don't don't bit. don't don't hit me with that." Because Trey Young just went to the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. You shitted him him Wait, the hear, entire hear, time. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I think that Jalen Brown was probably the best Celtic in that uh, finals. Trey Young was the best Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. He was the best Hawk. Mm. Somebody else was guard. Who who Trey was guarding Giannis? Was Jalen guarding Giannis? No, he was. Jalen Brown was. What are you talking about? Actually, what are you talking about? Like you you keep bringing up these extra points all the time. That's why we call you King Pivot. You said Jalen Brown was the best person in the finals. I said Trey Young was the best player for the Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, okay, so even before we go there. So are we going to take into account Trey's production in the playoffs this year or no? Just let me know. What do you mean? Do you remember how Trey played in the playoffs this year? Yeah. What do you consider that output? Come on, man. So if you want to do that, do you want to take Jalen Brown's production in the playoffs the year that we went to the Eastern Conference Finals? Because he wasn't that good that year. They talked about it. They talked about it. So you all, was he all disastrous. Of, was he disastrous? Because because I would say the trade was disastrous come on, this year man. in the playoffs. Come on, man. Your bias. Your bias. First of all, you keep changing. You keep answering questions with questions. One. Two, your bias makes you make outlandish, wild ass things. You are right. I am definitely gonna cut this this part of the conversation. I'm gonna post this. Please. Because I want to know for you. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Brown or that. Trey Young, pick one. That was okay. Uh, with that being said, before we move on and, and before we <laughs> close out the show, because you're you're wild to me. Your Trey Young shit is just wild. We do want to send T's and P's to Old Man Gallo. Old Man Gallo, e- even though he was traded to Boston, um, and we 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 miss you. We knew we weren't gonna be able to keep you. He's one of our favorite Hawks. Um. Danilo Gallinari gave us many memories. He tore his meniscus, and at 33 years old, he has no timetable for return uh, while playing in the FIBA Basketball Association uh, championships with Italy. Um, it sucks for Gallo. I don't really care about Boston. Ha ha, fuck y'all. But Gallo, you hate to see this happen to him. Um, so T's and P's to, to Gallo uh, for uh, and hopefully you get well soon. You said this might be the end of his career. This is the thing about Gallo. And I'm going to be very clear. Before this started, I was extremely concerned about Gallo playing for the Celtics. This is one of the worst case scenarios because I know how good he is as an air fryer. He'd come right in the game and cook. He's going to get the ball. You're not going to get it back. And he's going to be a bucket. 
Is he going to do a whole lot of moving? No. Is he going to dribble in one spot a thousand times? Probably so. Is he going to be able to go out there and competently give you somewhere between 15 to 20 points when you absolutely need it? Every damn time. You want to know why? Because I've seen it doing for my own team. I was extremely afraid about this because he can come off the bench and he can cook. And that's one thing that the Celtics really haven't had, specifically with not having a playmaker. They kind of wait for, you know, either Jalen or, or Jason Tatum has to kind of move the offense. He can go get his own bucket on his own time. Um, but to see, you know, the torn meniscus and as a guy who we who just can't move. He's it makes it even more that he can't move. He definitely can't move now. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the most unfortunate part about it. Is on a glass half full move. type thing, he never could move. So, but I mean. You can't, you can't slow down when you slow. I mean, what's the difference? He's going to go. He's going to still post. He just, the difference is he probably won't be able to play as many minutes. He will. He's going to come in and get you seven points, seven to ten points, two Three points a quarter. If you give me three points a quarter, three to four points a quarter, a three or something, and I got five, I got six fouls. That's what he's going to be rendered to well, because he, he can't do anything can't, else. You can't afford to get for him to give you seven points because he's going to give you up 15. <laughs> That's yeah. the issue. As long as he could cook, he was fine. But he's so bad on defense, and he's going to be slower than he was last year. He yeah, was man. already getting whooped. Yeah, at a posi- at a position that he's at the four that is like probably the- more evolving. The four is an evolving yes. position in the NBA, which is really just more threes. Can I have two threes on the floor at one time? And you are closer to a five. You are a speed of a five. This doesn't work. Old school five. Yes, and <laughs> I hate to see it, man. I like that guy a lot. He did a lot for us. Let me ask you a question. But- What's the difference? Be- what's the difference between him and Melo? Melo Melo's gonna move better than this. And I no, don't re- don't re ask the question I asked you. I asked no, you, you that you question asked like that two question? weeks. Yes, I one hundred percent said because I said, How do you feel about a guy about his height who really can move, who's a walking bucket, and then you, your exact words were nope, not with Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking. I'm not talking for the Hawks. No, 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 no. Yeah, you right. I said oh, that. Yeah. Not for the Hawks. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. He's yeah, on the Celtics. He's on the if Celtics. If you're looking for a replacement, yes, call call Melo. That's what I I'm mean, saying. If you have to replace as Danilo Gallinari as the person he's gonna be, tall person, you get Melo. Not for the, and you don't have anybody else. We had other people, so there's, that's I why I was that, like, hell I no. I think that Gallo is better. I think the Gallo last year was better than Melo. But if you're looking to get close, yeah. And, I mean, the Celtics could use some height. Melo, I don't think that he's very good, but he's he is still tall, and he can score enough. And I think that it would be – the thing that I feel like, I think it is great for Jason Tatum to learn from Carmelo. That is the reason I think that he's a, he's a, he's the right guy to, to be able to Jason mentor. Jason Tatum is 6'9". He needs to learn from Gallo, too. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't, I don't assume that Gallo is going to be around – I assume him to be the new uh, Solomon Hill, bro. I'm not coming there. I'm hurt. I'm not <laughs> going to. Sell, I'm not going to Boston to rehab. I can, I can rehab in Spain or I can rehab in Boston. 
I think it's very clear where I'm going here. Hmm. On a side note, you saw DeAndre Hunter working out with Melo. Did I? No, I didn't miss that. I missed that. I missed oh, that. You didn't put that in the group. My bad. He's definitely DeAndre Hunter has been working out with Melo this summer on his I post love game. That. I <laughs> love boy. I'm, <laughs> Yes, because if he can do, <laughs> because he my can bad, do, I thought I put that in the group. I really because I was like the battery of my back. <laughs> what are you talking about? Imagine Carmelo with defense, and, and I mean, I'm just that. Now that is the last. That's the last thing I really need to come to fruition. Is to de, for DeAndre Hunter to be the guy that we all believe that he could be. I still believe that DeAndre Hunter could be the very best person on this team. Easily. Easily. If he were to reach his potential, easily. It wouldn't even be close. That is like that is that is the most frustrating part about him and Cam Reddish. If they reach their potential, they're so good that it's unfair. Together. And a Hunter, and I'm gonna shoot him some bail last year with that whole wrist injury. I don't think he was able to regain his handle. But this summer, there is no reason for you not to have a strong grip. Oh, oh, baby. Yes. Boy, if that is what y'all are looking at, I'm going to tell you. Oh, one, two, shoot it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Y'all. Oh, uh -uh, uh uh-uh. There it is. Hi, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. So he's he's been working out with Melo. Like oh, they they did a whole kind of like breakdown um, of him working and ima- with and imagine DeAndre Hunter is your third or fourth I mean probably your fourth option third option if he if he does that he's, he's fourth it's no way that you it's no way that you can make DeAndre Hunter your your third option until he out produces John Collins which he's just never done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, found I get what you're video. saying. See, as so as they're far doing skill set. He so should be the third option. But coming off the pick, pull up three. Beautiful. Hunter, that is same beautiful. thing. Coming Those are, he's with the right guy. He is surely with, with the right guy. He's working out with Melo. Like, and it's, it's working out. He's working out in New York at the summit, which is the, where everybody goes and runs. Um, and he's working out with Melo, doing everything that Melo does. If you do that and you see me do that and I have defense. That. And, and he he's has, hitting everything that he's he, doing is what Andre DeAndre has to has to uh, improve on. But it, these are all. It's exciting for me because these are all things that he can do. We're not asking him. It's not like like Onyeka Kong. We're like, hey, bro. You do us a favor and go and find a jump shot and come. Can you go get one of those and come back? This nigga Melo ain't even making the rim, making the net move. No. You know what I like to see though? All of these are mid range. I what have yes. I been saying for the last two, three, four years that I need DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and John Collins? Really not John Collins because he's the stretch four, and we need him to hit the three to stretch the four. But I needed Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter. Well, Kevin Herter's our three, but I needed DeAndre Hunter to hit mid range. Create space and, and just hit hey, the mid range. Create your hit own you. space and then just shoot that. That right there. We're not asking you to do anything else. Not a corner three. We know you got 
but and we need him to do a little bit more dribbling. He has to be able to attack. The no, basket. we don't. We got DeAndre. Uh, I mean, uh, Dejounte Murray. Now we don't need. De- no, we don't. We need you to hit the mid range. If he hits the mid range, he averages twenty points a game, which is insane. He, he's. His ability to do everything on the floor is what makes him exciting. Working on he his footwork. He can dribble. He can play defense. <laughs> My bad. I got you. I, I didn't mean to bring that up at the end, but I was like, yo. You I'm, know you, what? Like, <laughs> you ain't seen I was like, I, you, ain't, you, ain't, I, you ain't seen it? I love that guy because he can do everything. Mm-hmm. There, there are very few guys who you find who don't have gaping holes in their game. Hunter just doesn't have that. Nope. Physically, I think he can guard most fours. He's not a four, but he can guard the majority of fours. As long as it's not a four like Anthony Davis, he's going to be able to guard those guys. I mean, we even saw what he did against somebody like Bam. He can do that all day. Yep, he's a problem, man. He he guarded Bam. He de- he destroyed uh, Julius. <laughs> he if, destroyed if he, if Julius. He can, if he cannot dribble the ball off his foot and shoot mid rangers, he's gonna have a space. And I know his biggest concern is he wants to get paid. This is his year. This is his time. And is how do I make it work? I think that as long as he doesn't want a ton of money. He can find a way to to get paid on this team, and we can be really good. Yeah, one hundred percent. But With, he has to be healthy. He gotta make that mid range shot. Yep. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the ATL edition of episode sixty eight sixty eight of the Splash Cast. Uh, we pied in the day, man. Broke down the Falcons' uh, season win loss total. I'll put that up as a graphic. Uh, also, uh, looked at the Hawks, um, which Gallo T's and P's get well and the Braves broke my heart. Uh, they, they blew it against the Cardinals. Uh, but we're in a dead heat with the, with the Mets. We're now three games back of the Mets trying to make a move before we play them at the end of the season. Nord, if we didn't miss anything, man, take us out. Oh, man, this has been a fantastic Atlanta edition. Uh, This will be on all DSPs on your beloved Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we get out of here, can you show them where they can find us, Mr. Davis? Yes, I can. So let me go ahead. Now that we got Big Hirsch off the screen, I can. Your boy, don't get rid of Big Hirsch. So if you go to www.instagram.com, go to search right here, type in the splash cast. We are there. Come here. You will see you will see pinned the latest episode, the latest splash cast variety pack and our um, and our schedule. You want to click the link tree. The link tree then takes you where to our link tree where they can find us. Where can they find us? Norwood. They can find us at YouTube. They can find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Instagram, Twitter. Of course, please check us out on Twitch on Monday Night Raw, which will be tomorrow. The the videos will go up on TikTok. 
continue to go down. Oh, Twitter at underscore the Splashcast. I think Reggie wanted me to let y'all know that we know that y'all know that uh, we have the bonus playlist, which is there. And we have a Splashcast 36 pack that will be out on, 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 uh, excuse me, on this beloved Wednesday. Shout out to DJ Khaled for not disappointing. Please go check that album out. Please go check out the JID or JID. Uh, I have it in my ad, uh, album of the year category. Uh, and I will be uh, experimental this week with the play uh, playlist. Let you know now that there is a country song on the playlist. I want to know your thoughts on that. There is also an Elton John and Britney Spears song on the playlist. Uh, <clears throat> please check out all of those. And now can you please slide over to the schedule so we can tell them when it, where when they can find us. And there it is tomorrow, Monday, 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 Monday Night Raw. Me and Reggie will take care of around the league, everything that has happened over the last week that is not Falcons, Hawks, or Braves will be covered there. This beloved episode will come out on Tuesday. Wednesday, the Splashcast 36 pack will drop. Thursday, if you did miss Monday Night Raw, which is egregious, you can listen there. And then, of course, Saturday morning live will be back. This Woo! will be a special, football season. Special, special Saturday morning live football season will have returned. There will be beers to bet. And like I've told y'all before this year, this is my new beer, the Dos Equis Lime and Salt. If you guys want to pay us, we'll be more than happy to have it. If not, I'll continue to drink because it makes me happy. And also, don't forget that we will have uh, a bonus episode this week. Uh, we will be talking about, we will since college football starts on Thursday, we'll have a bonus episode released by Thursday. Um, hopefully, it'll come out Wednesday. But uh, it'll be released by Thursday. We will break down the SEC and everybody else, a.k.a. the Alliance. Um, and the Alliance is really full of, like, what, two teams? Ohio State and... Who? Ohio State and Clemson. <laughs> Who? <laughs> but yeah, so that's what we have. All right. Floor is yours. Yes. So with that said, they're number one. Super important, specifically for us. Um, shout out to Von Grissom and, and Mike Harris per the usual. More, more, more black baseball. Um been fantastic to see us have some breakout black baseball players lately. We want to support that and see more of it. Uh, after that, always remember more black cowboys and cowgirls this week. Specifically, there is a country song on the playlist for you guys. I took that into consideration as I made it. And in next number three, which is by far the most important as Reggie attempt attempts to get me cooked in the group. Me. Uh, yes. With that said, Always remember the historical black college university that you graduated from. Please send some money over there. If it's not you, then your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your friend. Just if you know somebody who went to the school, please send some money over there. The historical black college university in the area in which you live. The one that you go to to slide over for homecoming, miscellaneous events. If you Greek, you probably slide to the probate. Send some money over there. It's the right thing to do. And then finally, the greatest learning institution in all the land, uh, the the learning institution that I produced myself and my co-host, uh, Reggie Davis, the Hampton University, send some money over there, send large bags of money over there so we can continue to be that. Um, 
Southern that University said, too. That's part of myself too. That's part of my education and matriculation. So absolutely. I got to shout out Southern University as well. And the Jaguar Foundation. Jaguar Please. Foundation. They do a lot of good things in the city of Atlanta. Absolutely. We'll make sure that, 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 that Mr. Davis and Davis family put together something so we can let y'all know where to send the money. And I will also be doing the same thing. We're going to hopefully get everybody to donate at least $18.68 for Hampton. And that is the year that it was founded. If you went there and you didn't know that, you're a mutt. Pre-alumni. Um, and you're in, we, we will link the pre-alumni in your city, Houston, Atlanta, or wherever you are. The Hampton Network and the Southern Network are strong. Networks are well, strong. Well, please, as of the utmost importance, as much as we joke and play, and you know we talk about sports and all the rest of this thing, we are here to sub- celebrate and support historically black college universities. Please take that to task as we do. Uh, and with that said, uh, we love you guys. We thank you guys for coming to kick it with us. And of course, there's only one thing for me and Virgil to do now. What's that, my dog? Hang out. Hang out. We out this joint. Love y'all. Y'all stay and safe. If you want to send a, send me more dose Eckies Lime and Us. They're I, I I like the Crown in a can, Crown Royal mixed drinks in a can. See, you don't ha- you don't have your can ready. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. See, I drank it all. My bad. I wasn't babysitting. Crown in a can. Prefer the Here's green can. There's a fire festival joke right there, but I will mm-hmm. leave it there. Mm-hmm. You still egregious for uh your tra- hate on Trey Young. Y'all stay safe. Good night. But the shots can't miss. But the shots can't miss. DJ But the shots can't miss. You slip, we slide. But the shots can't miss. Yeah. Make, make, make.